This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hey everybody and welcome to the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, episode number 666. I'm your host Darren, and joining me tonight of course, Lee. Why I man, you weak honey bastard, could anyone pass me a wig? I think I've followed through. All right, all right, all right. Uh, introducing next, uh, Tracy. Can you get Lee under control here? Hello. No, I can't. <laughs> oh, why, I, Tracy? Come here, boss. Coming through her lips on me. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, as always, that laugh is Hunter. How's it going, Hunter? Hey, guys. I'm Hunter. I got Grim and Host, so we swear a lot and talk about Southern shit. <laughs> Why I hunt a man? Are we sitting down or standing up, pet? Sitting down, man. Is that, <laughs> is that because you've got lady bits, man? Yeah, man. Oh, you weak, honey bastard. Tracy, get your laughing gear around this, will they? Oh, get off! <laughs> Why I were on the same couch and that pet. Pass me the rat here, I'm feeling a bit randy. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> but we are like, this is Universal After Dark, and we've got a special, special guest, and it's Darren from UUOP. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, Darren. It's been a long time in the planning this, and we are privileged to have the God of Pod on the show tonight. Oh, God, yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for having me. God of Pod. So, what's everyone drinking? I've We've got done. my usual, bud. Bud is good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jameson and Diet Coke. I'm on oh. Fancy. So, <laughs> is, that, is that Jameson light, is it, or just Jameson? <laughs> hey, I run it through a sock two times. Ah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> what? What liquid-based drug beverage are you on tonight, Mr. P-Dubs? Just orange juice. Oh, you're like me. Tomorrow morning I shall be mainly driving a train from A to B, so I am on Yorkshire tea. Not fancy. Oh, north, north, north. Did you like me Geordie? I loved it. I'm the best Geordie ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they got me up to that, Lee. I know you were listening. It didn't take much, Lee. He was like that. <laughs> so what what, uh, what have you been up to recently, Darren? Have you been to the parks at all? Or 
Actually, I have not. Uh, last year, we got a Disney pass for the first time. We, we got a Disney annual pass for one year. So uh, we spent a lot of time over there uh, and kind of burned ourselves out on parks in general with, you know, how Disney is compared to Universal, getting there, parking a car, and then an hour later being in the park, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of wore us out and all the pre-planning and everything. So we've been kind of laying low. Uh, hit Bush Gardens here once in a once in a while here in Tampa. But uh, have yet to be back to Universal since actually Horror Nights of last year. So No way. Yeah, I need to get back. I'm actually paying for an annual pass and the premiere pass, so I definitely need to go. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So have you just renewed recently, have you? Oh, what, the Universal? Yeah. Yeah, around this time every year. Uh, it, it kicks in, so. I've uh, mentioned Volcano Bay at all to you, or? Uh, no, actually they haven't, and I haven't seen an option for it on the passes, so I don't know exactly how they're going to do that, so. Uh, not a big theme. I'm not a big water park guy. Uh, definitely have to go check this one out because of you know it just seems a lot more advanced than the other ones. But uh, yeah, you can wee in any water park. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, Craig doesn't even need a water park to pay. Just anywhere in general. Yeah. Speaking of ET, I think I saw him doing that. Like me being mean about ET. All over the policeman as the that worst mannequin I've ever seen in my life. No, I love it. Best just mannequin. Fo- I just get the little ET out and just pee on him as I go past. Maybe ET did for our ET episode. No, no, we're we're going on theme park trade very soon, and I've said I'll I'll fight your corner, Amanda. I'll stick up for ET. You just change your mind all the time. One minute you're defending me, and then you're defending the haters. <gasps> oh, I don't you're know. Still which. on the fence. I'm the... on the bus. I, I get on different buses. <laughs> this is what this, what this episode's going to be, isn't it? Once we get on to the next bit, Craig's going to change his mind with every single comment. Yeah. I, is I it good or is it not? <laughs> well, we'll go straight into the news then. So, yeah, it is my news jingle. So here we are, gathered together, all four of us sitting in our pants. And here we go with the news. I'm doing a little news dance. <laughs> That's beautiful. Did you like that? I loved it, but just FYI, people, I'm not sat in my pants. Whoa, <laughs> TMI, Amanda. I'm fully clothed. Oh. Hashtag gutted. Let's start a trend. <laughs> hashtag gutted. Moving on to hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Fallon has finally opened. Mm-hmm. First impressions, people, what's, uh, has anyone actually snuck any footage out yet? Of the ride itself? None that I've seen. I think people are feeling like it's not worth the risk right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, being a 3D-based motion simulator, there's not really a lot to show, I think, effectively, you know, on a video. Uh, I have seen pictures of, like, the seats and the, you know, the whole ride system itself. I was a little disappointed because a couple of Universal employees that had seen it told me it was similar to Soren, and <laughs> it is clearly not. If you Soren, it is not. I've, it looks like um, a lecturer's hall. Yeah, yes, it does. 
literally it'll cheap plastic seats and you're all there for the lecture on science and fish dogs or something. Mm-hmm. Fish dogs. Yeah. The seat do look strange though, because I, I saw they installed a test seat outside a couple of days ago, and the the seats do look really strange. Mm. I was so, expecting more of a more of a soaring type of seating. Have I not said all along it's going to be more Shrek 4D than soaring? You have. We should have believed you. Mm-hmm. So, has any audio leaked out? Has anyone took uh, any audio at all? Um, I don't think so. No? Yeah, of the queue. I've seen more of the queue than anything else, which is a really interesting concept if you've seen it. Uh, you pass through a series of rooms, and you just kind of mill about the room while you're in that room in particular. And then when your color is called, you get to move on to the next room. Uh, Darren, I'm just going to say, we are moving on. (laughs) Is it not very, very similar to disaster in that respect? It it is. It is in a way, um, and it's a nice way of waiting without feeling like you're in a queue, uh, without, you know, having to go back and forth in stanchions. Um, They've got live actors on stage uh, in every room and then also meet and greets with uh, that uh, hashtag the panda character, you know, and uh, other things going on in the rooms as well. So uh, I guess also it's kind of a museum of the Tonight Show uh, as you go through. So it seems like everybody's impressions are the queue is a lot better than the ride itself. So it's another one of uh, those, like, uh, Kong uh, I've heard recently. So It's uh, the footage I've seen, everybody considering in this brand-new ride uh, queue area, everyone's got their heads down on their mobile phones. I know. Like, why aren't they watching the Ragtime Girls? Like, they, they look so good. And is it not... Are the ragtime girls going to stay? Or I'd imagine so. Be replaced by a screen-based attraction at some point. Sure. Well, it, it, it's it's not like they haven't done it before. It's true. Uh, I feel like they'll just keep like changing it up all the time. So they'll, like change the performance up through the uh, like for different seasons and things like that. I think I don't think it'll stay the same. I think it'll be constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it looks so good. Well, you could introduce a lot of interactivity with the ragtime. What are the ragtime girls? Fells. Fells, gals. Fells. Right, well, so you could maybe tweet them or text them, like if it's somebody's birthday or something like that, and you could sing them happy birthday or that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I feel like the possibilities for, for this kind of queue system are endless. They could do so many different things. And I'm always down for a fun way of queuing. I hate standing in line because I get bored so easily. And mm-hmm. so if I can watch some kind of entertainment while I'm waiting to go on a ride, I'm all down for that. And you don't have to stand really close to people in line when everyone's all hot and sweaty from being outside in the Florida humidity. You don't Every- have to be in like, really close proximity to them. <laughs> Everyone seemed to be just sitting down as well, sitting on the floor and stuff. And yeah, I th- just- yeah, they've got couches. Yeah, I think that's going to change, though, because they're, they're doing return time tickets, aren't they, once the rides open fully. So I don't think there'll be as many people in there. At any well, what, sort of, 
what volume of people? What's the move through? Are they anticipating? Have they give any sort of? Is it one theatre or is it two theatres? Two theatres. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure how yeah, many I... per theatre. Yeah. Because it I... doesn't. Yeah, the theatres themselves don't look terribly big from the pictures I've seen, but. Um, I'd imagine the ride is pretty fast, and if they're alternating theaters, they can probably move quite a few people through. A lot more than Twister. Well, I mean, do you remember Disaster? They used to basically keep it until they wouldn't let you into the next thing show until they had a certain amount of people, did they? Mm-hmm. So the, the mm-hmm. queue would say maybe 20 minutes, but you'd end up waiting 40 minutes because not enough people had turned up. Yeah. That's what I wonder during the slow times is how is this queue going to change? Are you just going to kind of go right onto the ride and bypass all that so they don't have the, you know, have to pay the actors and the singers and everything, you know, to be in there? Uh, I guess we'll see when that time comes. But there doesn't really seem to be a whole lot of slow time left in the theme parks anymore. And what sort of feedback are we getting? Because I purposely haven't read any... So I don't know. I still don't know what goes on when you go in there. It's obviously a 3D screen-based attraction. But what are the reviews being like? <laughs> yeah, this is this is the sticking point. The reviews haven't been great for the actual ride. Mm-hmm. Have to give any spoilers as to what actually takes place. You're riding through New York. Yeah. So are you in the so you're in a flying car? I'd imagine so. And I guess you're just travelling around New York, I guess, getting to the Tonight Show. And do the seats move? Do they bounce? Or... I've heard that it's um, quite similar to Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I've seen Tim Tracker's latest video today, and he compared it to Star Tours. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, for those well, like an open star tours. Yeah. So, like, kind of maybe a mixture between the two. Yeah. So I definitely called it, didn't I? You did. We should have listened. <laughs> so it's a little bit like Michael Jackson. It's a little bit of everything in it all mixed. So it's Despicable Me mixed with Michael Jackson mixed with Shrek. And it's not a world beater by any stretch. Well, I feel like it didn't need to be. No, definitely not. Yeah. I I feel like they just needed something that can take up quite a bit of crowd. So it can can take a few people. Obviously, if they're going from room to room to room, and then the actual ride itself, it's going to eat up a big chunk of crowd making the other line smaller, which is why I don't understand why people are being so negative about it. Because, and I said this to Paul a few days ago, me and Paul were talking about it. If you don't like it, that's fine. It just means that the cues for what you do like will most probably be shorter. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win. It's, it's, it's on the route, basically, isn't it, into um, Harry Potter. So it's... At the moment, you've got Fast and the Furious getting built. You've got this has just opened, so that whole corridor has been derelict, hasn't it, for the best part of a year, is it now? Yeah. Yeah. 
So it will be good to have something to slow the, the punters down as the frog marching up to Harry Potter and uh, absorb. And it'll it'll be brilliant to get out of the, the heat, get in some air conditioning, chill out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Charge your phone. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> is is there a plug socket anywhere? Yeah, they're in the sofas apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, they're it's... in the arms of the sofas. Yeah, what? so if you're lucky enough to get a chair, you also get to charge your phone. Now, I, I mean, people have said, "Oh, it's dead easily changed out and swapped out." Well, we don't know how long Jimmy Fallon's going to be hosting the Tonight Show, do we? Because the last fella, he only lasted a couple of years, didn't he? Whatever his name was. Conan O'Brien lasted a year. A year? Um, what happened to him? They sacked him. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And brought Leno so, back. Oh, right. Well, I didn't even know that. But, so if he leaves, it could still be a Tonight Show attraction, just with the new guest, the new host. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, in theory, they can put any 3D video in there, but yeah, he, I mean, he's he's on the billboard, but I, I can, think I can see the seams around him, <laughs> so <laughs> you can probably just you know unscrew a couple of screws and take him off of there and put on whoever else. Just take John his head Stewart. off. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, they always wear a suit, don't they? So it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Put his head off. <laughs> If they're putting Leno's head back on, though, you'd have to put a bit of extra scaffolding on to fit that. <laughs> fit his chin on. Yeah. It's yeah. Jimmy L chin. It'd be a nice place to sit, though, when it's raining. And shelter <laughs> about 20 under it. So, so nobody's overawed, do they? But us, we're backing it 100%, aren't we? Yeah, I'm dead excited about it. I am. Cause I I've don't been know excited anything. since it was announced, and I feel like people were a bit down on it in the beginning, and then as the anticipation was building for it to finally open and for everyone to be able to see behind the walls, I think everyone did get a little bit more excited. But I've seen so many people be so negative about it, and I'm not about that. We've been spoiled, haven't we, the last few years? Especially yeah. at Universal with some of the attractions they've hit out. I mean, Spider-Man is still my number one Universal attraction, followed by, I'm going to be controversial and probably say Transformers. Mm-hmm. Because I know they're exactly the same. <laughs> but as I'm getting older, uh, Harry Potter knocks me sick. And I come off it green. So I enjoy it less and less every time I go. That's a shame. I think it's just your body changes. You know, I used to be able to to ride roller coasters until I'd, you know, stay on it and just go round again. No, it was quiet. But now I'm getting off and my head split open and the Hulk gave me a migraine a couple of years ago. Mm. You are old. I am old. (laughs) I'm, I'm a year older than Elvis when he died. Oh, I saw that on Facebook the other day. Stuff like that, shit like that just burns me head out. <laughs> the king of rock and roll, and I'm a year older than him. I'm three years older than John Lennon. What? He got murdered when he was 40. Oh, I thought you meant, like, if he was alive now. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 82. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> 
No wonder those roller coasters don't agree with you. Yeah, and you know, the Simpsons, I mean, do any of the rides turn your stomach, Darren, or? Not really. Uh, I haven't really come across ones. The only ones that do are like carnival fair rides, those kind of things. And I think most of those are just being nervous about being on something that was just built yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> what, sitting there holding a screw. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about you, P-dubs? Anything not you say? I can't go on The Simpsons or Star Tours anymore. No, the Sim- yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard people that have problems with sitting in the back of Star Tours, which some people, I guess there's quite a big group of people that do, um, will also have a problem with Fallon sitting in the back as well. So. Uh, sit at the front then. Yeah. Sit at the back for Amanda, because that's where all the cool kids will be, won't it? All the young ones, me. All, all the young ones with their chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> And their tins of fizzy pop. Yeah. Anything knock you sick, Amanda? Is no, any... so young. So there's nothing you walk past. You're... You walk around Universal, there's nothing that makes you go a bit green. Um, no, I don't like The Simpsons. It does make me feel like a little bit sick, but I think that's more because I miss Back to the Future. And... <laughs> I hate Rip Ride Rocket. What do you hate about Rip Ride Rocket? I feel like you should need to be taller to go on it. I feel like the height restriction should be higher. Because I'm five foot tall and I literally feel like I'm falling out of it every time I go on it. Do you want to be six foot five? Because I literally feel like I'm going to fall out of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say six foot, yeah, same. I feel like it should be like five foot three minimum and then like six foot maximum. It's, it's, you shouldn't be going on a ride where you feel you're going to be on channel 33. <laughs> yeah. Getting cut out by the fire brigade because you've been stuck in the horizontal position for four hours. No, the vertical so, position. They don't have to cut you out. They just have to wait for you to let go because you can't hold on for that long. <laughs> oh, God. And you know you can just slip right out of there. So. That is true. It's, it terrifies me. Like I'm not scared of any rides. I'll go on anything. But I literally hate Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah. But do you still go on it? One time every trip, just in, just in case they decide to miraculously close it. <laughs> and I'm like, go on it one last time. But... I'd, I'd just, like, cry the entire time that I'm on it because I'm terrified. Like the Fugees? Yeah. One time. Yeah, that's me. Two time. No. Do you even know who the Fugees are, Amanda? Yeah, mate, I'm from Liverpool. It's, like, the anthem. All right, okay. the 90s kids. I know, yeah, but you were in nappies in the 90s. A bit. I was like, a bit. Oh, you do me head in now, girl. <laughs> <sighs> one of the podcast <laughs> you're the shortest and the youngest yeah I feel so old right now I nearly <laughs> feel as as old as Lee Mallaby's bald spot but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah nothing else makes me feel sick in the park like that them two are the only ones that make like that I won't really want to go on 
Buy myself some fine with. I'm fine with simulator rides. I like simulator rides. Oh, I don't. You just literally said that Spider-Man and Transformers were your two favourites. They're not simulator rides, though. They kind of are, though. Well, yeah, but the, the way they're melded together with the scenery is seamless. So... You know, when you turn around on The Simpsons and you can see all the other cars bopping along, or the same on, like, Soren, and you can see everyone's feet dangling down, it it takes you out a little bit, doesn't it? Spider-Man is literally there. Spider-Man jumps on your car. (laughs) And I can't remember what they're after on Transformers, but... The Allspark. That's it, the Allspark. I love it when you go into Transformers and all the soldiers are beasting you and all shouting in your face, come on, soldier, come on, Marine. Yeah, they were into it a lot more when it opened initially. Now they're just like, come on, get in here. (laughs) Get in the car. But the funniest part of that, right, is, yeah, you're trying to get the AllSpark and protect it the whole time, and then at the very end you're just like, whatever, and just slam it into the guy's chest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Presumably it's gone. (laughs) And I do like I love the meet and greet. Yeah. I asked him um, why didn't he tell anyone he could fly? And he just sort of shrugged at me in a robot way. <laughs> in a robot way. The, the, the way your toaster shrugs at you when... Um... <laughs> when you've burnt the toast. Yeah. He, he's like, so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Because he's a New York toaster. (laughs) (laughs) Made for bagels only, yeah. (laughs) So have we got any other news? Because, come on then, girlfriend. I've got some dead exciting news, you know. Oh, God. So, Sapphire (laughs) Falls, my favourite, is going to be hosting the Caribbean Carnival every Wednesday now. And it's going to be Caribbean food, music, and dancing. I imagine that'll be similar to the thing that they do at um, what's that one that you stayed at? Um, Portofino Bay. Maybe the other one. Or maybe the other one. Um, Royal Pacific, where Royal they Pacific. do the um, like Polynesian type of night. I imagine it's going to be similar to that. Mm-hmm but Caribbean. And so it's going to be Wednesdays throughout the summer, but then on the Universal blog thing, it says throughout the year. And I don't know if they could sustain it every Wednesday all year. Because it's a it's a paid event, so it's like $69. Whoa. Yeah. So That's... I feel like they could probably sustain that for the summer. But I don't know if it'd be very sustainable every Wednesday for the year. Isn't that supposed to be the convention hotel? Yeah. So maybe they can sustain it throughout the year? Maybe. We'll see. But I guess they're going to use a convention room for it because there isn't, it's going to be on a stage and there isn't really anywhere outside there it could be. What are you getting for your money? Literally, Caribbean food. So it's yep. going to be, I'm guessing, kind of like food and wine type of thing. We'll go to different stations and try different types of Caribbean food. And then there's going to be 
music, dancing, you'll um, interact with the performers. But it's only on for like an hour and 45 minutes. So you've got to be getting free ale for that then as well. I don't know. Some don't lilt. Know. You've got to get some lilt at least. Yeah, lilt is where it'll be. Pineapple Fanta. <sighs> That's a waste of money, that. $69 for that. I'd go to it one time. <laughs> Not two times, no. <laughs> no, one time. <laughs> but it, it will be on when I'm there, so I'm going to try it. And Just I'll let you go, know. Go in with the Universal Orlando. Who are we? <laughs> Universal Orlando podcast. Yeah. With t shirt on and try and just blag in. Okay. <laughs> speak, to our, speak to our friend Matt. Matt Corn, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we literally love Matt Corn. Mm. Have you ever um, showered with him or anything, Matt? No, no. <laughs> I haven't had the opportunity yet, but uh, I've, I've gotten to talk to him a little bit and I've seen him at some of the events at Universal. And oh, yeah, that guy is always in a good mood. It's crazy. That's pros actor. Yeah. Hey, Diz After Dark listeners. I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history, and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Too Hottie, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember... Keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. Right, so it's it's time to talk about the other sponsor we have uh, for the After Dark Podcast Network. And, gents, if you were thinking, as you, you have done previously and you will do again, if you were thinking about uh, booking a trip to you know one of the parks that we've talked about, who would you think... Of of asking or, or at least approaching. Well, there's only Wendy. one name. One name that springs to mind only. Wendy. So Wendy's so famous, she's only got one name, like Madonna or Cher. Well, it's not actually true. She has she has two because she's got a surname as well, which is Pratter. So of course, Wendy Pratter at Magical, Magical Journeys Travels. It's so we're so well prepared with this. It's like we've been practicing all day, finishing off each other's sentences. Sandwiches. For God's <laughs> sake, this is totally unorganised. But we may be unorganised. But Wendy is not. Oh, smooth. You see, that's I love what she, how you did that. That's what she's there for. Um, I'm a big fan of your work. Oh well, we're a big fan of Wendy's work, which is which is the point more than that. Um, you know, whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved, and I think we can all attest to that. Yep, and the burgers yep. are good as well. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, and of course, now with Magic Bands, everything else is even more complex. I mean, geez, the last time I went, it was much easier than it is nowadays. So, you know, Wendy can be the person to take away that pain of getting a reservation for Be Our Guest. Where, friend of the show, that Florida guy, just tried, tried the grey stuff. Yeah. Hasn't reported back yet as to what it tasted like. 
Um, and, you know, you could try and get a fast pass for anyone else. Now, if us mere uh, muggles or, or mortals uh, tried to get a fast pass for be our guest or anyone else and meet and greets, how successful do you think we would be? Well, I've already failed. I didn't get I didn't get an idea for be our guest. Say so. I wish I'd I wish I'd gone to Wendy for that one. Wendy, not just the home of good burgers, but the mm-hmm. home of good travel planning. So yeah. visit Wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com, or you can contact her on Twitter at wpmagicjourneys. And of course, if you mention that you heard one of our amazing podcasts. Uh, and that's how you got to uh, to hear of Wendy. Uh, she'll give you twenty five dollars off your deposit for any trip package. And uh, our own Mister Ripley at the moment has been on a one of the Disney cruises, and uh, she's able to offer generous on board credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Something to bear in mind. So if you are thinking of uh, of you know making a trip before you go anywhere else, go and find Wendy Pratt at Magical Journeys Travels. WPMagicJourneys.com Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you'll feel like a prat. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've literally been in the same space as him. You've yes. breathed. <laughs> you've breathed his air. Yeah, it it I, it makes you like two inches taller. It really does. Yes. Oh, it's pretty amazing. You'll be like five foot two, Amanda. I know. How exciting! <laughs> you'll be patting it on the head. <laughs> I'm told not to ride with Bride Rockets. I had a lovely little dream about Matt Corn the other night. There was just me, <laughs> him, a tub of Nutella. Are you, he's going to block us. Oh, no, no, he isn't. He's he like... going to, and I don't want him to. I wrote him a poem last week. It was a haiku. I wrote him a haiku, <laughs> and he liked it. <laughs> I'm going to start mailing him body parts. No, please don't. <laughs> He's such a nice guy, you'd probably just be like, wow, thanks, <laughs> really appreciate it. He'd probably post a picture on the uh, on the fan site. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks for this teenage girl's thumb. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh, <sighs> oh, Matt Corn. Yeah, so ask Matt. <laughs> He'll get you in. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, sorry, no. Are you that Amanda? <laughs> Are you Don't that... you know that Craig that writes me haikus? Yeah, you're not coming in. <laughs> he sent me the dentures of a 92-year-old pensioner the other week. <laughs> it's a no to you. Still had blood in the gums. Oh, my God. Just just tell him you're adopting someone or something. It'll be fine. You'll get yeah. preferential treatment then. <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll, t- I'll say what I said the other day in our group. Like, my, my boyfriend friends, ex-girlfriends, aunties, cousins, sisters, dog just died and I'm really sad so please can you give me a tour? <laughs> just just go up to him right and say oh my corn do you know Ken Dodds just died? <laughs> and he'll say did he? And you say no, Doddy and he'll just let you in. <laughs> he'll be like please shut up and I'll let you in. Yeah. <laughs> please Amanda no more. Can you say, um, de do do dunk de do Darren? Hmm? You... <laughs> We're trying to teach American scouts. Oh. So, yeah, are you ready? De do do dunk de do. 
do 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 There you go. That was beautiful, that. You need to do Lee's head in the next episode of UUOP. Okay. And when he says, do you just go away? Yeah, Lee, uh, yeah. Do do do, don't do do. And he'll just go off his head. Yeah. You start butting his hard-boiled head against the wall. Anytime you tell me to say something to him, he knows immediately that you told me to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Tracy will slap him with a rat. (laughs) (laughs) So, have we got any other news? That's it, I think. It's been pretty quiet other than that, really. How's Volcano Bay looking? Anyone? Oh, right. I booked... I changed my booking for Cabana Bay. No. I've picked a different um, room type, so I was in a standard room. Now I've picked a volcano slash pool view room. Is this for your maid? This for our matron. I'm hoping that the towers will be done and I can stay in the tower. Mm. So I changed it. Well, uh... I haven't seen a date for the opening yet, so I don't know. I'm there in September, aren't I? In yeah. there, and that Florida guy's in there now for two weeks as well. And I'm staying the same time as me. Yeah. Park, Cabana Bay. Oh, who's bringing the Pringles? Um, me, obviously. I love Pringles. He's literally going to bring a little fishy on a little dishy, isn't he? Yeah. And he's going to knock on your door and go, Why, I pet, it's for when the boat comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that is what he'll do. So, yeah, so no other news, Darren? Anything jumps out now? P-dubs? No, nothing my end. Oh. (laughs) So then, Darren, did you remember when we bumped into each other? Yes, that was the culmination of my universal career, of course, was running into Mr. Craig Lucas in CityWalk and... And, uh, and and joining him for a drink at the Cowfish Bar. Yeah. Love Cowfish. Oh, Jody's out. We had a pretty average meal in there. Oh, I like the bar. I like the bar. And we were drinking an orange um, based ale, weren't we? Yeah, Shock Top, wasn't it? Shock Top, yeah. Yeah. It was quite strong, I seem to remember as well. <laughs> yeah. But it was just one of them. Absolute random. I've, we're at the pool at the Hard Rock, and we've just bought a bucket of beer, mm. and they, they sent me off to go and get a reservation at a restaurant. And I literally am walking out. And I'd been to a few restaurants, and they'd all blown me off. No one would take a booking. And then I just heard Darren shouting me, and it was like, what are the odds of that? It burnt me head yeah. out. So did you just see me, didn't you? Had a big dopey galoot walking down. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to miss you. So. Yeah. So it's yeah, just... yeah, Nina and I were just leaving. We were actually yeah leaving the park, getting ready to head out, and yeah, we we caught you as, uh, as we were walking out through City Walk. So it was pretty crazy because yeah, we didn't we actually were planning on staying there like till closing that night, and just like had a feeling we're like you know the lines are too long, let's just head out. And, yeah, that's the reason why we ran into you, so that was pretty cool. It's just destiny, that. Destiny. Indeed. And then we all went back to the room and we all bathed. 
Good times. <laughs> so what's your um, earliest memory of going to Universal? Do you know? Yes, 1993. I was uh, I was 10 years old. Uh, I, was, I was born in Illinois, and we moved uh, down to Florida when I was 10. And uh, when we first moved down, my parents were like, trying to, you know, console me because, you know, losing all my friends and everything in Illinois and coming down here where I didn't know anybody, like right before the school year started too, uh, you know, so uh, they, they're like, okay, we're going to go on our Orlando trip. So my grandma uh, came down and my grandma, my mom took me to uh, Disney first. So we went to the Magic Kingdom and all that uh, first, and I enjoyed it. I had a great time, but, you know, I was I was a 10-year-old boy. I was kind of getting out of the Disney phase, and I was into things like, you know, Ghostbusters and Back to the Future and all these things. And uh, I did not know what Universal Studios had there. Um, and they, you know, they said, okay, we're done with Disney. We're going to Universal. And uh, I was kind of bummed, wanted to stay at Disney, but <laughs> I was very glad we went. Um, and yeah, we went, uh, it was just Universal Studios at the time. There was no islands, of course. Uh, and the parking was right there at the entrance, like where City Walk is now. So that, that was very nice. And I, I missed that. I wish that was still there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, as soon as we walked in, like I saw the Ghostbusters standing there on the street and my jaw just dropped. I could not believe it. Uh, then we got one of the, the maps and I'm looking through and I'm seeing all the rides that they have there. And this is like, okay. Yeah. Disney. What, what, what was Disney? I, I, it was, it was nothing anymore. So I, I, I was actually there in, um, September 93 as a 19 year old. And it was our first family holiday abroad. We'd only ever gone in Great Britain at this mm-hmm. point. So, and I've got sketchy memories, even though I was 19. So we did Star Trek, and the, the video is out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was the Vulcan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ghostbusters was absolutely phenomenal. Yes. Uh, and I got picked uh, to spray the, the proton pack. <laughs> Where you know it was like a water gun, basically. You spray the audience with it, yeah. So there's a there's video of that on YouTube on my YouTube channel. You can check that out. Uh, there's actually a video of the whole vacation we had there. So oh, I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah. Now I can I can vaguely remember the, um, the Psycho House. Yeah, that that was still there, and that was yeah actual an actual filming house from uh, Psycho Two. And. So where is that in relation to everything else, geography-wise? Kid zone. It's actually right where Barney is now. <laughs> right, okay. So when you feel that eerie feeling around Barney, that's what it is. That's... Barney's mother sitting there, <laughs> staring out the window. Because I I had a, um, a Do Not Disturb sign from uh, the Bates Motel, you know, that you put on your door. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I can remember we've talked about Hitchcock, haven't we, Amanda? Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. remember going in there, and there was—I can't even remember what. After I've asked you this as well, Amanda, I've forgotten again. What was the twist? There was a little twist in it, wasn't there? There was a bit of magic in there. They did in Hitchcock. Yeah, on the stage, he did a switch somehow. Oh, when you're doing the psycho bit. 
I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. like, m- my dad got picked to be Norman, be a mother. So he is dressed in the dress and the wig. And then he has to be being stabby at the shower. And then in the end, it's the guy that's hosting it. Is right. dressed as a mother as well. So would, would, uh, would you have gone in there, Darren, as, as a 10-year-old or...? Yeah, no, we did, and that just like flooded back all my memories of it. Now I remember that entire stage. It's so show. good. It's like that was, I think that was one of my favorite things that Universal have ever had. Mm-hmm. And then the 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 birds, the birds in 3D was the first like real 3D film I had seen like that. Um, and I, I just remember actually like ducking down in my seat <laughs> in in the audience uh, for that one. So. That that was pretty amazing. And then the the after that, you go into the room that had like the set piece of the Statue of Liberty that you could hang off of and get a picture with. And, and uh, I think yeah, that that was it, right? That was the end of the attraction. Yeah. So so cool though. And that was in the Shrek building. Yeah. Yeah. It just burns me out that so so much stuff's gone. I know. Well, Darren, do you remember when E.T. had spaceships? I can't remember it personally, no. I've been trying to find pictures of this for like six months <laughs> because you you had the bikes and then you had, it was like a, a trammy type thing that they said were spaceships and it was for babies to go in really. And I just can't um... find pictures of it anywhere. I thought I was making up, but then it was like, no, you haven't made that up, I remember. Hmm. I'll have to keep an eye out. I think Lee actually knows somebody that's been working on that ride, like, almost as long as it's been open. So if anybody knows, I think he can get some info. Yeah. I will let you know. Yes. What else could you remember? Um... What else? Uh, well, yeah, the Ghostbusters being out on the street was a big thing. Uh, the Blues Brothers, because that was something that, you know, my, my dad was really into the Blues Brothers. So uh, I thought that was really cool. See, and we had, he had one cassette tape in the car. Well, two, Huey Lewis and the Blues Brothers. <laughs> and we just listened to those two on car trips, no matter how long the car trip was. <laughs> those were the two tapes we'd listen to. <laughs> so um, that, that was another real big memory. Um, Kong. Uh, I never oh. got to ride, unfortunately, uh, because oh, I got, got to ride. Line, yeah, no, we got in line twice for it. Uh, got all the way up to the front, and it broke down. Uh, oh, and then, no yeah, and then they they said, okay, well, here's a return, you know, like a fast pass kind of thing to come back, and you can get right back to the front of the line. And uh, about halfway through the day, we went and got lunch. It reopened. We're like, okay, we let's go get lunch, and we'll come right back. And when we came back, it was closed for the rest of the day because it had broken down again. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, then that was the uh, that was the only time we went when it was open. I had, I've got vague memories of it, and I remember it being absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. That's the only ride that's ever really, truly scared me. Yeah. I'd be terrified waiting in line every time. <laughs> it just bummed me out so much that I missed that one. Um, and when, when did that shut? I think, was it like 1998? 99? Because yeah. I'm sure 
we when we went in 2001, we've got a picture of Adam in the big King Kong hand, and the three of us, three of us are in the big King Kong hand, all acting scared. Maybe it was a little bit later then. So would maybe the hand stayed? Maybe because that that was in the bit where you where you come out of the mummy. Now is in that bit. Yeah. I don't they, think. I don't know if they put that over in the preview center when that opened up. Uh, I think I remember them moving it to some, another location, though. I don't know for sure, though. Yeah, it's just um, and then disaster was there then, but it was called earthquake. Yeah, and it was the Charlton Eston film, was it? Yeah. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Yeah, and I loved that yeah. as well. Yeah, I remember liking that a lot in the original the original format of it because they still had the room where they did the um, special effects. So they, uh, I, I do remember that, uh, and that was another one I had. I got picked for. I don't know. It was remember they used to have a bit where the they would have a dummy drop down. Yeah. They'd strap a person up, put a harness on. Yeah. And say that you were at the top of this three story uh, drop. And that they were going to drop you, but you were on a safety harness. But really, you're just backstage with a camera on you. Um, I And that was another one I got picked for when I was younger. And, you know, the guy says, hey, are you okay? Are you ready to go? And right before that, another guy had said, oh, the harness is broken. We're not going to go through with this. So just stay back here and, and, and just stay calm. So the other guy goes, all right, you ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> and, you know, you're supposed to, like, wave your hands and be like, no, I'm not ready. And then they drop a dummy three stories. And then you come out with a ripped up harness and everything <laughs> and just kind of oh. out on stage. Um, so they had that bit. And then, I, I don't know, just... I think it was probably just seeing it with, you know, the rose-colored glasses of being younger, but I just remember the the actual earthquake portion just feeling so much more intense uh, than it did I, at the end. Yeah, I definitely miss earthquake. Mm-hmm. Did you get to go on Jaws and Back to the Future? Yes. Yeah, Back to the Future was my favorite ride there because I was already obsessed with the movies at that time, so... Um, yeah, that it, it, that was an incredible thing to like actually be in an experience. And then when we got off the ride, their Doc Brown character was sitting right next to the DeLorean that used to be out front, and I got a picture with him and, and got to talk to him for a little bit. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget that guy because he was so accommodating to me as a kid, just sitting there answering all my questions. You know, <laughs> probably for about a good solid ten minutes. <laughs> you know, just this ten year old just going on and on, asking theories about time travel and all that. <laughs> Uh, you know, just really great. And uh, I found out, hey, that could possibly be James Keaton because he was working as a way too young Doc Brown at the time. So. Oh, my God. Did you see what when Chris tweeted James, when I, I tweeted saying that in the old BLG show from the 90s, the guy that played Dracula was like my first crush. And then Chris tweeted James Keaton like, oh, so pretty much what you're saying then is that your first crush is on James Keaton. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's fantastic, that. Thanks for embarrassing me, Chris. <laughs> so, can you remember Islands of Adventure opening and all that? Uh, yeah, with that, there was a long period of time where I we just didn't make it back up to Orlando again. Um, and that it was around that period where islands opened. So I didn't get to see like the grand opening or anything. 
Uh, once it did open, though, we did go, I think it was probably about six or seven months after the opening and finally got to check it out. And I thought it was it was really cool. But the studios themselves have always been my favorite, uh, you know, park out of the two. Yeah, I, I feel that. I mean, Islands of Adventures remains basically almost identical, hasn't it? Yes, yeah. since opening day, basically. Yeah, it needs it needs a lot of something. They they put a lot of work into Universal Studios, you know, over the past ten years or so, and they need, really need to go back over and take a look at Islands now because uh, there, there's a lot that that they could do and expand on that they haven't yet. So, I mean, has it become clear yet why they did what they did with the Hulk? Do you think we'll ever get to the bottom of it? No, I'm thinking it was something structural because it doesn't seem to have improved the ride in any way. So, yeah, I thought something was going to be a little bit different because the, the queue lines changed, I believe. As yeah, it, but not maybe. dramatically. Yeah. Do you think they've made it easier to swap the ride out? Well, as it being get away from Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Retheme it because he had the the launch tube. But the, that story's gone now, hasn't it? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the launch tube is you transforming into the Hulk. It hasn't worked, and you're still going to transform, and off you go, and you become the Hulk, and you roll around the ride. But hasn't that story gone now? Yeah, but I I still say it when when you shoot off. What do you say? Yeah. Go on. I think I think this time it's going to work. <laughs> and then everyone looks at me like. Oh, is she fucking drunk? <laughs> and, and I'm like, she, oh. <laughs> And she usually is. Usually am. Has she got a bug eye? Yeah, obviously. So that's what I think. I think that whole area at some point is going to go. I think it'll be gone within five years. I think they need to work on Toon Lagoon first. Well, I think it's for, for Marvel Superhero Island to go, it'll just be a quick whew, six months, all the rides swapped out, bang. I don't think they do that because they've got Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Schmider-Man. That no, you be... love Spider-Man. It's my favourite ride in the world. Why are you saying Spider-Man, Spider-Man? Because if they went and signed a deal with DC, for example, and swapped it out and made it Batman, I would still love it. And they could. They could without... Oh, sorry. Yeah, leave Spider-Man. Don't don't change (laughs) Spider-Man. Well, there's no physical, like, actual thing tying it to anything, really. Uh, I guess the only physical object you'd ever... The Statue of Liberty pieces that are really tying it to anything. Other than that, everything else is on screen, so they could. Exactly. I mean, the Hulk, who could he be in the DC universe? Oh, must be the Green Arrow coaster. There you go. Because, uh, yeah, you got to get in the launch tube, and you're getting launched out like an arrow. There you go. Boom. Oh, wait, it goes immediately down as soon as it launches out. The worst arrow shot ever. It's like the dud. (laughs) Stormforce Electron thingy could just be the Flash, maybe. There you go. That could just go all together and be replaced by something else. Yeah, but you've got to have shitty little rides like that, haven't you? You know, all that is is the Mad Ass of Teacups in Magic Kingdom. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, Doom, what would you swap him for? Whoa. Oh. I don't know, comic stuff. Well, I mean, he could be Superman if he had to, and he's just jumping up or something. But he's, always, <laughs> he's just jumping up and down. He's just on a trampoline. <laughs> yeah, he's just... <laughs> Superman's just on a really shit trampoline. <laughs> but we've just literally revitalised that whole area in two, two minutes. And then Toon Lagoon, turn that into um, Lord of the Rings. No, Game of Thrones. Okay, That's the third me. park. That's oh, the yeah, third sorry. gate. Oh. <laughs> that is one messed up theme park. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Live beheadings daily. <laughs> come and have a come and have an orgy in here. Yeah. Your head on a pike. <laughs> come on, come on. Halloween horror nights all year round. Yeah. Come and have sex with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> or a dwarf. Or a dwarf. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking they could really capitalize on a Cartoon Network for that area if they want to still stick with like a cartoony kind of theme there. Um, you know, really yeah. get their, their big ones, Adventure Time. Uh, I'd love to see some Rick and Morty in there. Yeah, Adventure Time would be so good. Yeah. I feel like they just need to make it more relevant because, like, people probably my age and under don't know who anyone is in that tour again. <laughs> I know quite a few of them are because you're older had, than me. Because I'm older than you. <laughs> but we used to, the Mail on Sunday used to do a comic book pull out every Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and, and it had the likes of Marmaduke in and Garfield and various sort of things that are from there. But it it comes across as like 1950s America, doesn't it? Them cartoons, is it? Yeah, yeah, but uh, they're just, yeah, like she said, it's it's very irrelevant for anybody that was born, I'd say even getting closer to my age, um, I, I know a few of them, there's even a couple there that I'm not even aware of, so. And none of us are as old as uh, P-dubs. Hey! Borsazita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just because you're a good 10, 11 years older than me, Craig. Oh, am I the oldest one here? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> My piles have just started quivering. <laughs> uh, so, can you remember your first Halloween Horror Night? Um, yes. Well, very lightly, because I went there completely unprepared the first time I went. No fast passes, no anything. Didn't know anything about it at all. Just saw that, you know, they had haunted houses at Universal and uh, uh, my friends had gotten, my friend got his license. Uh, he was 16, I was 17. So we were like, all right, we're going to save up our money and go to Universal for Horror Nights. So uh, we did. We went in 2000 uh, and uh, that was actually Jack the Clown's first year there. Uh, of course, I found that out later. Going there, I had no idea and they didn't really make a big deal out of the icon at the time. <laughs> So um, we I, we made it through. Uh, I think I think maybe three of the houses. Uh, I don't know. We waited in line forever. <laughs> um, so that was my my first experience was just like sitting out in fields for a long time, and I didn't really get the whole idea of the scare zones or anything at the time either. So it just seemed like big areas of the park were just there. There was just nothing going on. 
So we were kind of confused about the whole thing in the, uh, the first year. But then when I got home, started doing a little bit more research on it, and I was a lot more prepared uh, for the next. Um, but, yeah, the first house uh, that we ever went to was uh, the Total Chaos is what it was called. And it was like a military-style uh, one where you're going through like a military base. So a lot of like pop guns going off around you and those kind of things. So. Uh, Has it ever come back? Has it ever been reimagined? Or uh, I think you've seen it like uh, in Havoc a little bit. You know, you get a little bit of that same feeling um, in the the thing as well. Uh, when they did the thing house, I remember feeling a lot like those kind of vibes because it was like that. It was an underground military facility, so you had like the metal walls and and you know that kind of thing. The wall, uh, like rock walls, and and uh, a lot of like computer equipment and that kind of stuff. So, so I think, I feel like they've used the idea again over and over, uh, just from like the props that they had available. And have you noticed over the years, the events, obviously it's grown, but yeah. you, you, you've just said there, like even in 2000, you had to queue for three hours and you got in three houses. And mm-hmm. so it's always been busy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like uh, back to the stories I've heard from the the very first Horror Nights, people were waiting because they had, you know, one house at the time. And people were waiting for that for like an hour or two hours. Uh, And yeah, everybody just seemed pretty happy with it. So, and that was just one small house in the uh, Jaws queue at the time. So, and they had nine last year, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) And, and the, you got to do the VR. VR itself, I didn't find too impressive at all. They need to work on that a lot, uh, and they they kind of didn't really give you enough information, I think, before going in. Uh, but the actors were awesome. I would pay for an upcharge house just to like be like a small group of people going through it with specialized actors doing parts uh, like they were. Because uh, you go in the first one and you've got like a scientist that comes around and talks to you, and he starts off and he seems really normal. But he's just like slowly descending into like madness as he walks around. And he actually like, you know, like he grabbed me, like the collar of my shirt. And, you know, he's just he was like yanking it down and like whispering in my ear. And then he like grabbed Nina's hair and he like pulls her hair on. Like, you know, he's like he's talking to her like as close as he can. And he just pushes her away. Um, there, There was a lot of physical interaction and everything like that. And it just really got you in the story immediately. And the actors were incredible. But then you go to this VR section that was a really a real letdown, and then it just ends. So oh, yeah. it was a it was a nice proof of concept for what they can do. But I would prefer them to stay out of the VR, like not even put the VR in there at all, and just have the actors because that experience was worth the money on its own. Well, you've heard um, of the the stuff needed for that UK meetup. Did you went to that, didn't you, P Dubs? I did. And wasn't it basically a tent with a, where you had a bag on your head? See, I didn't go to the, the evening bit. I only went during the day for the, the tour around the, oh, right. the museum. But it, it was very, very... There was nothing in there. It was basically an empty tent with a rope, I think, as your guide. You had some sort of bag over your head. Mm-hmm. And it and it was all just actors, like, like oh, you say. yeah. You know, yeah, so saying that. Yeah. it's all in your head, it's all imagination, it's all whispering and little subtle touches and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. Sure, they could do something like that very, very easily. Yeah. No, yeah, they definitely could. And that's kind of the idea of what they tried to do with the VR, because while you had that on, they had actors interact with you, but the interaction was very limited. Like, they were, like, a bunch of birds, like, fly up in your face in the VR, and they've got, like, feather dusters. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was just feather dusters, and they're, like, dusting your face as you go. So, like, they, they did they did that, and I think they, like, uh, kind of, like, grabbed your arm and pulled you uh, as, like, a ghost came on the screen at the same time, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, it was very confusing, that section. They just – they basically just told you to, like, look for colors in it. So you're just focusing on looking for the colors and the order that they show up in. And you use that to solve, like, a very, very simple puzzle at, in the next room. And then, like I said, it's over. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, if they could just bring that character interaction, and even it, they do, they do it great. Even with the purge uh, house that you know was originally the scream house that they they changed for it, they had the barker out front that would sit there and talk to you as you went into the house. Just when they do things like that, they do it so well, and I think they need to do it a lot more often. Was oh, the, I can't remember if it was twenty five or twenty three when I went. And it was a serial killer, and he gets put to death as you walk in. He gets electrocuted. Yeah, oh, afterlife, death vengeance. Was was he a, an actor, or was that a dummy? Um, or was the I, fella executing him? Was he was the actor, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, they, they might have might have both been actors, but if the head was covered, it was probably just a dummy. Yeah, that's a lot of work for an actor to do for thirty minutes straight. <laughs> you act was, like you're being electric, electrocuted for thirty minutes. That was a really good house. I liked that one. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. It was. Uh, I think. It, I think it reviewed kind of middling for the year, but um, it, think, it was the 3D one, right? No, that was for that year. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the 3D one? Was it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was the, that was the, I think yeah, I think it was twenty three. It definitely wasn't twenty five. Because all his victims, he goes into the afterlife, doesn't he? And then all his victims come and get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you that see, was the concept they had, but it was very hard to pull that concept out while you were just walking through the house. The thing you've got to remember when you walk through a house with me is if I get a scare. I literally jump out of my skin. <laughs> so um, I think it was, it might have been that house or it was the Alice in Wonderland house. There was a bit of a corridor and at the end of the corridor there was, you know, you have cast members or team members in there hurrying you along all the time. Keep moving, keep mm-hmm. moving. And there's just this girl at the end of the corridor and as I'm walking towards her, she sort of smiled and all her eyes were all weird and her teeth was weird and she was dressed up as a team member, but she was oh. all psychedelic and everything. <laughs> and I'm looking at her and I'm going, oh, my God, my head's burnt out. And as I'm walking <laughs> towards her, I comes round the bend still looking at her and she's just smiling at me like she had them weird contacts in and everything like that. And whatever the demon was, I think I'm sure it was that um, 2013, was just standing round the corner, hiding from me. Mm. And I, when I come round that bend, I nearly collapsed the set. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because I literally jumped four foot in the air and bounced off the wall. <laughs> oh. See, that's what I miss uh, about Horror Nights. I don't know if it's me, if I've just gone too much, but I do not get scared at all. Oh, what? Yeah, I cannot get scared. And it's not its not that I can't get scared at these events because Hallowstream, they can make me jump all the time um, uh, there. And there's a new one I just did. <clears throat> oh, we talked about it on our show, The Shallow Grave that's out in oh, Winter Haven. I really want to go to that. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one is one that I that almost had me on the ground. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because they they don't have a ton of actors in the there. They use a lot of like pressure plate uh, kind of scares and those kind of things. But just having so many of those, when the actors do show up, they get you so good. And I and just walking through that makes me so nervous. Uh, uh, we actually wore heart rate monitors to go through it. And I was, like, maxing out at, like, 150, 160 beats per minute. <laughs> Mine would be, like, Amanda's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Take her out. I, th- so. I think uh, the Halloween Horror Nights, it, once you go into a house, you can miss. The the house has got a rhythm, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's, and it's yeah, very much the conga line, you know, feel of it. And uh, I think their corridors are just too long, uh, I think. And they, I think they have to because of how big the crowds are. But because of those long corridors and people holding open the, uh, the curtains in those corridors, you can see where all the scares are before you get there. Yeah. Uh, and you can hear them because they're very loud. Uh, they only use audio cue scares, uh, which I think is a, is a big bummer. That's another thing that really gets me is when a person actually jumps out and yells at you. I think is a lot more effective than them pressing the the sound plate and then, you know, having uh, this incredibly loud shrieking come over speakers that, you know, is not really a person. So, yeah. And you're watching the scare reset and then Mm -hmm. you're thinking, I'll walk a bit slower and it'll get me. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're out of the, you're not in the, the rhythm of the house type of thing. As you walk past the person behind, you get scared. Yeah, you know, it's it's a bummer, but I just I don't see any way that they can fix it, unfortunately, except for charge like a crazy amount of money. I I have a much better time at Halloween Horror Nights because I'm a girl and because I'm small, so I can't see in front of me because okay. everyone in front of me is taller, so I can't see the scares in front of me, and then I feel like I do get every scare. So I think they're picking on you because you're little. Probably, yeah. And it works because I'm terrified. Yeah, probably, you know, a six foot, 275 pound (laughs) guy is not getting a lot of scares. Yeah, I think they'd rather scare me. Do you think, so say Amanda walks into the Walking Dead house, have them scare actors got any way of communicating to each other that we've got one here? Uh, depending on the house, because uh, we did the uh, Unmasking the Horror Tour for the first time this year, this past year, and uh, there are some corridors where, like, three or four actors will work a corridor, and they can actually get you, because you'll loop around. Um, this was, like, like Insidious uh, uh, was one of these houses that had a really long one in particular, where they could get you at the beginning when you first walked into the house, and then all the way through the house, I think there was three or four more opportunities in different rooms where the same scare actor could get you again. 
Right. So they, they had the opportunity to do that, and there were like three or four of the same uh, kind of scare actor, like the demon, that would be in that area. And they could, you know, just kind of like tap on each other, you know, point, and, you know, well, it's so loud in those houses, they could probably just talk to each other without you even hearing them. But yeah, they definitely can talk to each other and let them know who's who. Poor little Amanda gets. <laughs> I get it every time. Scare zones, houses. Well, what was the house I was in in 25? Was it the page where I stopped to let a girl out in front of me? Yeah, yeah. it was Paige. Was it Paige? Yep. And she yeah. gets her, literally gets her throat cut in front of you? Such yeah. a good idea. That, that was such a good concept for them to do. That literally freaked me out. Mm-hmm. and it, Because I was being all gentlemanly, like because I'm thinking... She's literally just walked down that bit of corridor there and took a wrong turn. So I stopped to let her out, and she was all very polite and everything. And off we go again. We carry on, and then next thing, wallop. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what geez. I should do as my job. They should hire me to do that, and I'd be so convincing. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Just, yeah, really cool. And, and hopefully they can just keep coming up with neat ideas like that that can, you know, spice up this kind of, uh, you know, line-style house that they have to do, so. I think I would pay for an upscale house, like you say, without the VR. Mm-hmm. And I would I would even pay for two houses. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think I would, too, for sure. Because we're coming all... I mean, I'm flying in this year for the weekend, literally. So whatever's on offer, I'm going to be trying to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to do Stay and Scream, uh, no, the um, character scare dine and thing. Not unless Metal Mickey's there. <laughs> and he's not going to be there. Do you know who Metal Mickey is, Darren? No, I don't. Oh, he was an English robot from the 80s. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cool. P-Dubs will remember them. Just about. Oh, stop it. So, what's your favourite house in the whole world, Darren? Uh, Psycho Scarepy Home for the Holidays. What year was that? The Carnival of Carnage. Uh, I believe it was... Oh, what year? Uh... Was that 24? Um... Oh, I should know this. When, when was Carnival of Carnage? 23? It's 2007. Oh, right. That's what it was, yeah. So it was it was Jack's big return, um, and he had under... So it was Jack is the main icon, and then under him, uh, Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface were the sub-icons for the year. This is my favorite year at Horror Nights 2 by far. Uh, the Jack stage show, the original Carnival of Carnage, was amazing. Uh, I had never seen like a horror show on stage before, so that was that was really good. I think all the the icon houses, the Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre were solid, and they had real effective scares because back then they weren't using the audio cues on everything, so the scare actors had to be creative and you know come up with different ways to get you. And the you know the chainsaws uh, they used in uh, um, the uh, Leatherface house, which was in the Jaws queue, 
filled up that house with smoke pretty bad. So you got, you know, the nice little high from the exhaust fumes <laughs> and Leatherface chasing you around. It's just a great time. So, wow. so do you but, literally yeah. never top that house? No, yeah, the the but the house, yeah, in particular, Psychoscarapy Home for the Holidays was, and will always be, I think, probably my favorite house. Uh, outside, it reminded me a little of Gremlins, just the way it was with the Christmas lights with the fake snow on it. It just, it it really reminds me of the beginning of Gremlins, and the house looked very similar. And you walk in, uh, well, you see the van, a Shady Brook uh, Mental Asylum van, crashed into the side of the house. And you walk in and you see that they have just completely dismembered and murdered the family that lived in the house. And they are doing things like cooking their ears. Uh, They've got them decorated like Christmas cookies. Um, So they're cooking them in a pan and they kind of pull them out of the oven and offer them to you as you go by. Uh, The garland on the tree is intestines. So you've got one of the (laughs) the mental patients, you know, doing that uh, uh, over there. you know, and you just as you walk through the house, you're just seeing this totally messed up situation. I think it's like that that situation itself was so intense. They've they've never done anything close to it since then. Like actually seeing like a whole family like depicted as being murdered and, you know, stuffed all over the place. You had uh, um, you go out out the back and you had a uh, um, a snowman that had, you know, human faces, human face parts on there. So you had like dad's eyes, nose and mouth in there. Uh, and it was just, yeah, just like the the craziest, most messed up house. And the scare actors were so good. Um, oh, and they, they'll, they'll just never do it again. And I'm bummed. <laughs> Did you, were you on the scene then, Amanda? Yeah, but I didn't go to 2007. I missed out 2007. Oh. I know. I was really sad. Mm-hmm. But I did go to 2006. I loved 2006. Yeah. That was when they had Jack and the caretaker, director, storyteller. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was a, another really good one. Um, yeah, uh, and then also, yeah, the Chainsaw Drill Team that time, they had, uh, like, an Arlie Ermey impersonator as the head of the drill team be, because it was tied in with the new Leatherface. Uh, so that that was awesome because they would come out, the drill team would come out, like, military uh, all all standing in line with instead of rifles they had chainsaws and he would yell at him over the bullhorn and we we just happened to catch it as we went by and as soon as we walked in front of him they all revved the chainsaws at the same time and took off after us it was it was great i just that year was just i i don't think they'll ever be able to top it for me unfortunately have you got any inclination as to what's going to be going down this year have you got any just feelings or a lot of rumors american horror story i'm sure is a lock um i was hoping for you know stephen king's it but then i heard you know stephen king is not on the menu this year so that takes down two of my the ones i've that i'd heard strong rumors about which were the shining and uh and it because of the new it movie coming out so i want them to do it follows no that was horrible, that film. Yeah. Did you watch it, Darren? No, I did not. Don't waste Look. your time, Darren. It's yeah. Okay. Or a Kevin Smith, the Walrus film. Oh, God. Yeah. I've heard people say, oh, they should do a Stranger Things house, too. But I just don't think that that would work for a house. 
That would be the yeah. most unscary house. That would be less scary than American Werewolf, which well, I loved. It's, it's just not yeah. scary at all. <laughs> Do you think the the second American Werewolf house seemed to be not as good as the first American Werewolf house, but it was oh. basically identical, wasn't it? It was. It was just. It was more polished, and I think the grittier aspect of the first one is what really gave it that feeling because it, it kind of had like it, it felt like the house had a film grain on it, you know, uh, uh, as you were going through. And when it came through again, it was like the HD remaster. <laughs> so, hello, dear listener. It's Nick of the After Dark Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying this podcast, and we'll get back to it very, very soon. Um, I just want to take a few minutes to let you know that we have a website at the moment that's at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. Now, what that is, is uh, a website where you are able to support this podcast, Universal After Dark and Pop After Dark. Um, I've been hosting Dis After Dark now for coming up to five years and uh, pretty much enjoyed every minute. But unfortunately, as well as giving up our time to record these podcasts um, they're not free to host um, and you know it, all of this stuff does cost money if you are willing or able to uh, make a donation to help support our podcast it'd be very much appreciated if you visit patreon.com forward slash disaster dark um, and we've got a few tiers there of uh, of things that you can donate to and there are some rewards uh, available depending on the level of donation um, anything you are able to donate will really be appreciated um, this isn't a way for us to get rich and give up our, our day jobs because that's not going to happen um, this is purely about making sure that we can continue to make these podcasts going forward so thank you for your time um, hope you've enjoyed this podcast and all our others and if you can support us it'll be great once again that website is patreon.com forward slash disasterdark Thank you. Is there any more any video games you'd put in this year? Uh, I would, I would put in Bioshock. I still want them to put in Bioshock. I don't know why they haven't done it yet. Or would you uh, do think, that as a house or as a care zone? Uh, I would do Bioshock as a house uh, because I think the you know the the tunnels make a great uh, you know, walk through element for it. Uh, they would have to come up with an effective way to make it look like you're really underwater and make that look believable. Uh, but if they can nail that, the scare actors as splicers, that's a really easy costume to set up. And I think also a very effective one. Uh, and then, of course, having your token big daddies and little sisters uh, around there as well. I think that, w- that would just make for a- an excellent house. I'm going to have to get this game then, aren't I, in readiness? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want, I've been wanting them to do it forever. And it's just it's a matter of time before they do, I don't think. I did like the um, Resident Evil house. Yeah, that 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 was fun. It was very video gamey, that's for sure. They wanted to make sure you knew that Resident Evil was a video game because you know they had all the the scenes like the pause screen and and that kind of thing as you went through as well. So um, that one was good. Silent Hill was really good as well. That was the first house I ever got to do a, a lights on walkthrough of. So uh, I think they could have done a lot more with it. Um, but the, uh, the, the concept and, you know, actually being able to see pyramid head in person was pretty cool. Any, uh, anyone, uh, any questions for Darren? Do you prefer original 
or IP? Uh, original houses. I, I like when they, yeah, I like when they're able to do what they like. But the exception is, is when Mike Aiello gets to do like one of his favorite movies of all time, like when he did the Halloween House. That that just knocked it out of the park. I agree. Yeah. Let's have a look. I put a, a question out on Facebook. See if any of our esteemed listeners have uh, come out. Oh, Lee Mallaby was live. Ratty playtime. What, <laughs> what him and Tracy do in the bedroom needs not to be on Facebook. <laughs> uh, Steve Maxwell has asked, what is your least liked attraction and ride at Universal? Oh. He's actually said you're a good guest to have on. Mm. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, my least favorite attraction at Universal. Um, it's probably going to be one of the water rides because I hate water rides. Uh, Dudley. I'll go with Dudley Do-Rides, Ripsaw Falls. Uh, I have a panic attack getting in there. The queue, yeah. The, the ride vehicle is terrible for anybody, yeah, anybody of our size. <laughs> It's uh, really bad to get in and out of. Uh, the The queue line is terrible. You just get dripped on, and hopefully that's water from above. You never know. And it stinks. It smells yeah. so bad. It does, yeah. And then after you get dripped on, you get to go into, like, the most humid room possible with, like, I think it's, it's like, red heat lamps on in that room while you like go down this corridor that has no decorations at all <laughs> and you descend into like what appears to be hell and then you get on the ride. <laughs> so, and then the ride itself to the, there's just, you know, cutouts there. They, they kind of half built what they wanted to uh, originally as far as the, the theming and just left it that way. And I think it really shows. Yeah. It's definitely weak in it. Definitely. It's just like plywood. Yeah. Adam Adam Sultana has not got a question for you, but he requests a duet of Abba's Dancing Queen. What? No, what? (laughs) He wants us to sing Abba's Dancing Queen. We're not your monkey, Adam. You're our monkey. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard this is like an ongoing theme, isn't it? Yeah, so we no, were... Doesn't Lee have one as well? Yeah. Yeah, so, Adam, go and eat some junk food, video it, and get back to us. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll send P-dubs over, and he will slap you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, lad. I'm the muscle now, am I? Is that my job? Yeah, yeah you're the meat. You're the meat <laughs> in the sandwich. <laughs> So, I, I think, should we wind up? Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Darren. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for it's, having me. It's been too long, and we're going to have you on again in the near okay. future with some uh, more Halloween Horror Night rumours as they come out. Is um, When are you doing a, um, a, what's it called, your podcast, your universe? Uh, Dead Man's Digest. Yeah. Probably uh, at the first announcement or the first like, real solid rumor. When do we have enough for for a show? Basically, has a well, very casual schedule for that one. Well, if you ever want Amanda or Chris or me or the Dubster, 
just give us a shout. We'd be more than happy to come on. Indeed. When we have the full reveal, we should just have one with all of us on there. That'd be good. Oh, a drinking one. All we're talking all just, over each other. Yeah, it'll be great. Just bladdered. Yeah. We're, we're, all, we're all crying and just holding <laughs> yeah. each other. Yeah, that'll be awesome. And yeah, I'll uh, I'll be back on Craig as soon as you send me my Liverpool jersey. So I might I'll bring it over with you on there. <laughs> right. I might I might send it over with Amanda. She'll have an extra small though because she's only like dainty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, on that note, I'll say good night to everyone. So good night. Good night. And mind Lee Malaby doesn't bite. <laughs> Dark Podcast Network.